This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to Connect with Community Wakato on Free FM 89.0. I am Holly Snape. I'm your host today. And today I have Mike Holloway with me. How are you, Mike? Yeah, I'm fine, Holly. Uh, thanks for the call, uh, Kira. I was really keen to touch base with you today to talk about kind of what's happened um, over the last few weeks and what the next few weeks kind of look like for you, if that's okay. Yeah, no problem. So, Fessy's up. Uh, uh, a little whakataiki we have here, which I'll go to first, which is Kaoranga Te Tangata, Kaoranga Te Whānei, Kaoratunu Nga Hāpori just healthy men, healthy families, healthy communities, so that's what we're aiming at. But yeah. we're into COVID time again. A lot of our stuff has been able to, we've been able to do remotely through counselling by phone, mm-hmm. etc. So and it does have its impacts. We can't do the face-to-face, which um, a lot of our clients need. And But I've been on uh, virtually at work throughout the whole period just to deal with any crisis stuff if we do mm-hmm. need to go there. So we have had the availability to do it, but uh, most of it does get done remotely. And do you find that people are quite happy to engage in a counselling session remotely and do you do it by video or over the phone or a combination? Yeah, combination, whatever suits them. I, I think most people are, are happy to do it because they need to keep that contact but I think long term it does create a few problems, especially with not having that face-to-face, seeing people's reactions or actually really getting that feeling of where they're at at the moment. So, and yeah, I, and and I suppose from a client's side too, that feedback that you get from looking at someone helps you feel heard, you know, and, and really listened to, and, and I'm sure that that's part of the process for them as well. Yeah, definitely, and, and you don't know what's going on in their background, you know, who's around, who's listening, yeah. you know, the environment they've got, or, or what situation, so it can get quite tricky. I'm sure you have all of the most professional systems in place but I hadn't really considered that but somebody might feel anxious that perhaps somebody else could listen in or be present Yeah well most of them if they're stuck in their home they've got other family members present and some of you uh their families wouldn't even know they're getting the support. So yeah. it can, be, can get tricky Did you find during lockdown that people generally wanted to continue the sessions they were having or did you find that people were feeling additional pressures because of the context of lockdown? Definitely additional pressures but our councillors are quite um, versatile so they can bounce between subjects and areas and, and deal with what the current situation is for the client and although we might be dealing with the, um, the specific subject it, it doesn't we don't mind deviating out of it if it's going to help them at the time. So, You guys put out a fantastic panel about um, having the funding to support more people if people needed to access your services. Did you find you had an increase in demand during that period? 
first time we went to lockdown, we set up a free counselling line. I know they've got the uh, crisis number, 1737, which a lot of people use, but we were finding that local people uh, like to deal locally, and we, you don't know who, what area of the person you were dealing with. And so we put out a free counselling, and we, we tried to include the Bay Plenty and the King Country, because we know, especially King Country, there's a lot of isolation down there, and so we tried to open that up for them, and we got flyers out, and we did the same this time around. And yeah, there was, uh, the phone calls trickled in, not so many this time as last time, but what we do, we can carry that service on post-lockdowns too, so we don't just knock it on the head once it's finished, we'll carry mm. on the person until they actually uh, have got all the support they need it. But it also allowed us, if any crisis was identified, that we could probably do something a lot faster because we're, they're actually in our area. So it was just a little service that we put on to say, hey, uh, we're trying to help you guys in the community too. You guys are called male support services and you have certainly a lot of specialist um, expertise in that space. But that's not all you provide, is it? No, um, yeah, male support services, so we provide a lot of services so our main service our main funding service is peer support and peer support is lived experience so you, you're working with people who have been through that journey already and then come out the other end and now are helping other people so that was our main source of support but then we also became an ACC supplier so we tried to work with people who have been sexually abused mm. which was our initial goal and then at the request of the police and a few others, we expanded that. So now we work with people who have been sexually abused, or sorry, males that have been sexually abused, physically, mentally, or emotionally abused. So they've got mm. that in their background. And you, I think you'll find um, most people have got <laughs> that somewhere in the background. Mm. But what we also found out too, I mean, at the moment we've got about probably 600 active clients, but we've also got about 120 female clients um, it's hard finding the supports out there for counselling, so we don't like turning people away. Yeah. Um, and if we get someone ring up say, look, we need some help right now, and if we can do it, we will do it. So um, yeah, we, we, we try and... The supports are for male, but we're open to um, females too, and a lot of them are partners or friends or mothers of some of the clients we work with, and they just need that support as well. Yeah. So, so, um, so it's counselling, social work, we run groups, so we've got... About five different groups running, two that deal with sexual abuse, a um, couple, three that deal with sexual abuse. One of the groups is just for men going through or going through depression or domestic stuff or just other stuff in their life. And then we've got a group for what I call significant others, which mm. deals with the mums, the partners, the dads who are living with these guys who have been abused and trying to figure out how to deal with them. They haven't got support, so we try mm. and support them as well. Oh, wow. So that's quite a wraparound service, isn't it? Yeah, we cover it. But for the ACC, if we, the ACC is very important. The ACC have changed a lot, and they, the, the support they put in now for our um, survivors of sexual abuse is amazing. And there's a lot of counselling that takes in whānau, it takes in the cultural side. Um, it, it, it's really comprehensive, and so, which is why we became a supplier. So it's an extra support we can put in place. Mm. Plus, we receive referrals from ISR, which is the Integrated Safety Response, which is the police um, operation for dealing with domestic violence. Mm. So, if males are a victim of that domestic violence, then they get referred to us for support. So, yeah, we, mm. we've covered quite a range. And the other big one, we're in the prisons too. So, we're in Waikiri, Spring Hill, and Turangi. And we're putting counselling in there for sexual abuse. Mm. And 
and uh, and we're looking at getting counselling there for um, other than sexual abuse as well. I, I imagine um, there's a lot of trauma for lived experience of people who are in prison, so I, I can just imagine how hugely valuable being able to connect with those people is and, and start processing some of that trauma. It's trying to open that door up um, and corrections strategy, Hokoromi, which is which um, is really good. We fit into that and what we're trying to do and it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of guys in there and, and they're there as perpetrators of all sorts of violence and things like that but if you go back a bit further and you think where did this come from initially and there's some back deep in there, there's some abuse that there would have been a victim, some sort of abuse that's never been dealt with so that's what we try and look at. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I I just think the services you offer are fantastic, and um, it's particularly what you've been able to do during this lockdown. Continue that that service and those connections are marvellous. Um, we're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what the future looks like and um, what sort of things you might be doing in the next little while. Uh, we'll explore that a bit more in detail, but also some tips for people who might be feeling a bit vulnerable at the moment. Does that work for you? Not a problem. Fantastic. We'll be back with you shortly.
Kia ora, it's Holly here from Connect with Community Waikato. I have with me Mike Holloway from Mail Support Services and we're having a bit of a conversation today about the um, the services and the programmes that Mail Support Services run, reflecting back on COVID. But let's um, let's look forward a little bit and, and start thinking as people come out of lockdown, what does that look like for you? How are you guys operating at the moment under Level 2? Yeah, it's um, a little bit different. So we've... <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are operating. We've actually got two buildings we operate from, one at Rurikura and one at Franklin. Mm. Um, and so it's... Uh, and they're basically council rooms, a large group room, things like that. But things like we can't open our kitchen up. Or if you mm. come in, you have to wear a mask because we are front-facing. Yes. And those are things that are very foreign when you're in a foreign when you're in a counselling situation or peer support or any situation. But it's something that um, we have to adhere to. But but if we're trying to carry it on remotely. But if people are in real crisis and need that contact, yeah, look, we, we're doing that at the moment. So um, it, it's just a little bit different, but mm. um, there is a support still there, so which is important. So a bit of a blend, really, eh? People could still choose the face, uh, the the video conferencing or phone, but but also some option for face to face, but with restrictions. Would that be yeah. fair? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This, and the restrictions have been, you know, as I think the biggest restriction is that our rooms, we can have two people in there, so we've had to push the couches a bit further apart. Yeah. Um, and, 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 the, and wearing the masks, and, and that's about it. But normally, because we monarchy people, when they come, there's always the kitchen's always open, there's yeah. always ample food for people to help them, refreshments, and they can sit around and read. And we've got a library here, they can go through. At the moment, all that stuff <laughs> yeah. you know, is not accessible. So, it, yeah. Hopefully we get back to this level one soon enough and then we can um, work back to normal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, In terms of the services, are you guys offering the full range of services? Like you you talked about sort of um, that peer support, which sounds like that's that sort of people working together in groups. Is that able to operate under level two? No, our groups are another one that often... the guys have been asking, or oh, when they stand up, they're really, really popular. So yeah. um, the groups offer that. It'll help guys. You've got guys who are getting counselling. And a good uh, example, if there's 168 hours in a week, you can get counselling, which is for one hour, and you've got to live the other 167. Mm. You've got to deal with all those external stuff. So we have the one-on-one and the support groups game, which just keeps the guys in the week going and, and motivated and, and some of them it's the only thing they got so um, the groups are real important but there's one thing we can't do at the moment we just, mm. I, the group room I think we can fit four in there um, at the moment because of the, the two metre distancing which yeah, so yeah. Has, has its effects Yeah that sounds like a real challenge eh? It does but I think if this carries on we're going to have to come up with some other ideas We do. I know we have got a, a hall attached to one of our buildings so we might just start utilising that more but just we'll have the spacing so we'll come up with other we'll, we'll see how things go yeah yeah that, that sounds fair how have you found um people's access to things like phones and and um video calling do people have the technology they need to have been able to continue to engage during this period uh some do some don't um what we did we um well previous this lockdown we we'd um we're lucky to get some fun, and we purchased uh, quite a few number of laptops and Oppo phones. And, that, and if people are having that problem, 
we've got no problems with um, supporting them and trying to help them with their IT side. You know, I think as soon as we went into lockdown that night, I went out and I bought, uh, oh, I spent about four or $500 on phone top-ups mm. to help people if they needed. So so we sort of plan as best we can for it, and, and if someone needs something, well, it's easy to drop something in their left box and that came around. So, but yeah, it is, it is, a, it is a problem, um, but we try and work with it if people do have it. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes makes a lot of sense. Um, I wanted to turn to thinking about um, the kinds of things that people can do, some tips, you know, that you can give around, you know, how to, I suppose, keep, a, I don't know if positive frame of mind's the right sort of word, but in, in these sort of tough times where people might be feeling disconnected and might be feeling um, a little more anxious or um, might not have the same opportunities to, depress you know as they need to um what sort of tips might you have for people in those situations probably for me am i the best person to ask because um i'm not a counselor i'm not not a psychologist on things like that so i know that uh, the difficulties that i have even with my own family you know Mm. and and stuck there and and i'm lucky because i was able to come out as an essential worker mm. I wasn't confined to that home but I, I look, which is why we put the counselling line in place so you, you, if you like that you need to talk, there are a lot of options out there um, like say there's a government line, we've got the uh, our counselling line going and, we, and we'll talk you through a lot of things, the counsellors we use are really really good, they're really mm. friendly uh, you know, there's male, female, Maori, uh, Pacific, there's, so we've got a wide range of mm. um, counsellors here that we can deal with. So, and and the person who answers the phone's real friendly, and they'll put you on the right place. So, I think uh, mm. it's just yeah, you've got to talk. You, you just can't sit there and let a ball up. And the biggest thing yeah. is to find someone to talk to or listen. Yeah. So asking for help when you feel like you need the help. Yeah, and there's plenty out there. There's a lot of services out If it comes to food, there's um, food parcels, things like that, all the little things that you need. There's plenty of support out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's trying to find out where it is, I think. But, yes. um, <laughs> but there is a lot out there. Yeah, yeah, probably a good time to plug here to help you, um, that website, <laughs> um, which is yeah. a great place to go if you've got... Well, any anything you might need if you started there, the um, and put in a request to here to help you. That's the letter yep. u dot, dot nz. Um, they will connect with you and talk to you about what it is you need, and then put you in touch with the right services. And of course, Mail Support Services is one of the organisations um, on that website. So um, they're one of the groups that you'd be connected to. But some good food providers as well, and um, yeah, various other services. And and you know, I think. Yeah, sorry. It's really good. We've, so here to help works really well, and we get. You know, if someone does need counselling, and you go to them, they'll direct uh, that to us or to whoever else. And, and so yeah, they are excellent site. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been fantastic, and and what's also really good is um, that organisations can put their um, current capacity on. So if you can't take any more, um, then they get re- people will get redirected to a different service. But how many guys? How many counsellors do you actually have with you at Mail Support Services? Okay, so, so number wise, so we have eight full time staff. Um, but apart from that, we have we're close to sixty. Um, counsellors, psychologists, social workers tied up with us, contracting under us so it's quite a large number 
and and we cover quite a uh, quite a wide area. So that is that, that is, is huge. Yeah. Hey, could <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Could could you tell me what the difference is between a counsellor, a psychologist, and a social worker? Okay, we'll, we'll throw peer support in there. Too, yes. Um, so, so it's just it's just qualification levels and a more in depth knowledge of of, um, of where to go with some people. Like um, most counsellors uh, can, can deal with quite a bit of things. Once and then our psychologists and psychiatrists come in when there might be some mental health issues and things like that that need that extra support. Peer support is um, is something that. It's like lips. So, like myself, I'm a survivor. So, you know, I have an idea how to work with other guys and what they're going through and how mm. they feel, and we can talk about that and open doors and things like that. And yeah, so, so um, yeah, it's just a different level of um, of support. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, what about so social work is a little bit different as well from counselling, isn't it? And I was just wondering how they might get involved. Okay, so social work is, is a, a a way of connecting and or advocating advocating for people. Mm. So um, our counsellors might be working with the problem, but around that person, they might not have a license. They might not. Um, mm. There's other things going on. They might have a lot of people don't have accommodation issues, or they haven't got employment. And their social worker can um, go in there, find out what's going on, and try and connect them with the right people to help them. So. It's, it's yeah, it's making that connection with, with the yeah. social worker. So that's that's a massive range of services when you you know when you actually start looking across your organisation, all the different things that you are doing. Yeah, just, you can say it's a one stop shop. Um, we don't we don't uh, we will refer out um, if need be if it's more specialised, especially with alcohol and drug issues and things like that. We you know we can counsel around it, mm. but they might need more support, and we will. That's part of our role is advocacy and, mm. and putting people in touch with the right people as well, which is what our social workers do. So, yeah, there's a, um, we do quite a bit, but we do use all the other resources yeah. and, and agencies around us as well. Yeah, that, that interagency collaboration is very important, isn't it? Um, Extremely important. Waikato's good at it. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree 100%. Um, you did mention advocacy, and at the moment, um, and actually the last little while, there's been, um, I suppose, cases in the media um, about holding the government accountable for a number of the um, abuse um, activities that happen for people in state care. Have you been involved um, in that process at all? Uh, yeah, no, we, we were involved quite early, especially with our connections with the um, prisons, and so we'd get guys who'd come through with um, abuse in their background who had been state care, so we were connecting them with um, the Royal Commission, plus a lot of our counsellors mm. were involved with it. Um, yeah, so we've had we've had uh, initially quite a bit of work to do with it. I know a lot of that work, the counselling service have, have been tended out. We didn't go after the tenders, I looked at it, but there was mm. just a few things I, I, I could have been quite right, but they, just, but, it's a, but they are putting some good support in place for these people mm. now. So, But yeah, um, but we, we will pick, I think with our service, we are long term. Yes. Um, so we're not there for a short run and we have clients who are five years who are real stable. So, so when we pick up someone... Um, and counselling starts, it needs to continue to be finished or until they can yeah. do something else. 
and, and so those are some of the problems yeah. I had. Uh, but we're quite happy to take the referrals from them onwards. Yeah. Well, that's why you've got a, an active caseload of 600 men, isn't it? You know, because it's not I'm just a yeah. come in for, a, for six sessions and see you later. Yeah, well, I think since we, we started off in 2008, we've got about 3,500 men that we've worked with. Oh, sorry, and some ladies mm. that we work with. And our, we work with all ages too. So we've got rooms set up for very young children, and we've got the councillors who can work with very young children too. So um, yeah, it's quite holistic. We can mm. look at most scenarios and work with them. So. Yeah, it's amazing, eh? Yeah. Um, what would you like to see happen with that commission? Uh, you know, best case scenario. Oh, it's hard to say. I think that the um, the people, obviously, who are, who are involved with it, need the answers. I think they mm. those are coming out. I need they they need their voice heard, mm. but they also need that support. If they open up those um, situations or, or, or the, that history that they've mm. been through, people people can talk about things quite readily and once they leave that situation where they've talked about it and go back out it might be an hour half an hour two hours later and then it hits them yeah. that fokamar the shame will hit them and that's when you can have problems and and um, we find out people really talk about it. we always warn people look well, after you've disclosed this stuff and yeah. talked to us you're going to feel not too good afterwards and you have to be really wary of that um, I think I, 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 I think the amount of sessions that have been offered could be more. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and with all things, the reintegration. So you open up these people uh, at the end of the counselling sessions. Is there any type of reintegration for them to carry on or, or mm. where they've been poised or who's going to help them from there on out rather than just what you've had your sessions? Um, what now? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and a good example would be um, a, a client who we know he's who um, he's come out of prison. He's gone into a, a, a drug and alcohol um, and graduated. And we've gone up to see him, and I've said, "What now?" He says, "I'm, I'm homeless." Oh, so wow. all that work gets done, mm. and if there's no follow up. To tidy up those little areas, yeah, everything just comes apart. So that's, yeah. that's my biggest worry. Absolutely, I, that makes a lot of sense. And and we're actually running out of time on our end, so I suppose okay. it, it leads us really well into your contact details. If people do need to touch base and talk to you guys about this sort of stuff, how do they get hold of you? So, uh, so we've got our eight hundred number, which will lead them to um, uh, just pick the selection there. So that's oh eight hundred six. Seven seven two eight nine, and our website there is quite easy. It's just um, www.waikatosurvivors.org.nz, and all the questions and all the contacts are on there. So, Waikato Survivors, it'll, um, it'll bring it up. That's perfect. Thank you very much, um, Mike, for joining us for that conversation today. No problems, and good luck to everyone out there. Level one Kia ora, yes. You've been listening to Connect with Community Wakato, Free FM 89.0.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.